You want more calm and I have the recipe for you to have less overwhelm in your life. Each week, I'll bring you stories, interviews, and tips on how to get more calm in your life. Sometimes there'll be actually recipes too. So join me each week, Teresa Dioulis, an advanced certified life coach and certified culinary nutrition expert to find your recipe for calm. Have you ever tried to open up a jar of pickles and not been able to get the lid off or to open and you've fought with it and just tried to turn it and turn it with no success and the more you try to get it to open, the more frustrating it has become. So you tug at it, there just seems to be more resistance, and then you might even have a reaction with using a few words that you wouldn't want anyone to hear you uttering. Maybe then you even put it down and walk away, just avoiding it, thinking, ah, I didn't need those pickles anyways. Then maybe a while later, you might come back and try again. Maybe you've asked someone for help. Maybe you've gotten creative and you've gotten a tool of some sort to try to pry at the lid after taking that break. In episode six, I talked about three steps to avoid overwhelm. First one being noticing it. Second one being name the underlying feeling, what you're really feeling, and the third one being taking the next step. In this pickle jar analogy, you know, we could say you notice that you're frustrated opening a jar of pickles. That might be leading to some overwhelm. What you're really feeling is frustration, but you might find yourself getting overwhelmed in this process. And then the next step would be figuring out what next to do. And Episode three, I talked about asking powerful questions. Our brain is an amazing resource and it likes to be the computer, supercomputer, the original one, and seek answers for us. And when we ask it powerful questions, it will go to work finding the answers. So in this case, could ask the question of how can I get this to open or who can I ask for help? Those would be two powerful questions on getting this jar open. And I'm using this jar analogy to compare it to overwhelm in our life because we tend to respond to overwhelm a lot of the time by either resisting it, reacting to it, or avoiding it. When we're resisting it, it's like when we're tugging at it the very first response that I talked about, where we're just tugging at it and we can't get it open. And when we're resisting that feeling of overwhelm, we're just creating this tension that's not necessary. And again, we've talked before about feelings not being good or bad, they just are. But a lot of times we don't feel them, we don't acknowledge them. Feelings are a chemical reaction in our bodies that if we allow them and feel them will be processed within 90 seconds to two minutes. Studies have proven that when we resist them, we just create a tension. And just like that lid not opening, it'll just stay present. And the longer 
we resist, the longer it persists. The reminder here too is no matter what you're feeling, whether it's what we consider a good or a bad feeling, again, no feelings are bad, but that no matter what you're feeling, you can handle it. You will get through it. And again, with some of the feelings that we associate as being negative ones, even though we, as a rule, tend to not like feeling negative feelings, sometimes those situations end up presenting themselves with opportunities for growth. Uh, We can come through certain situations with negative feelings with a lot of learning opportunities. Um, If it's a situation in business, for example, and, or even relationships where we would consider them failed or just painful, you know, hurt, brokenness, we can learn from them and we can move beyond them. And we can see, you know, just like when we see a toddler learning to walk and they fall down, they keep getting back up. They keep learning. They keep trying. Again, with a jar analogy, you keep thinking of a creative solution, um, but you can come back even better. And just wanting to point that out as far as it doesn't have to always be something like with a perfectly tied ribbon around it. So then overwhelm, we can also react. Again, cussing at it, saying not nice words, you know, just like with overwhelm in our lives, if we are constantly in a state of reaction, we find ourselves being very short. Possibly we might be overly emotional, might find ourselves in that constant state of complaining, whining, uh, whether it's to our coworkers, to our family, to our friends, just feeling constantly put upon. Again, none of this is good or bad. It's just something if you find yourself because of the state of overwhelm that we are reacting. Again, think of that, you know, pickle jar just sitting there, you know, we're reacting to it. Think of any of the things in your life that are causing overwhelm. And then that third thing of avoiding, we might just want to put that jar away. We're going to avoid situations. We've talked before, you know, sometimes we might decide to go shopping or we might be sitting there online, whether it's in person or online. Maybe you're someone who likes to do that to avoid whatever situations are causing the overwhelm in your life or whatever you're feeling that you're wanting to avoid. Maybe it's drinking for you. Maybe it's um, reading, you know, or watching TV. Anything that is allowing you to avoid what is really going on that you're not naming what's causing the feelings of overwhelm, that you're not noticing, that you're not taking a next step. So again, you're resisting, reacting, or avoiding. What can allow you to open that jar? Allowing the feelings. You can ask for help, get creative. Like I said, maybe you get a special jar opener to pry open that lid. Taking a break can help walking away sometimes. Those are three ways. And again, those asking the powerful questions, things that you can ask. Can you delegate something to someone else? Can the tasks be done and have fun at the same time? 
What can I do to feel calm? Those are all ways that you can allow that jar lid to be opened to reduce the overwhelm. I hope that if you have other ideas yourself, I would love to hear them. If you can apply these and they prove useful to you, I would love to hear your experience. Until next week, I wish you great health and calm. Thanks for listening. This week's quick and easy recipe is for German pancakes. You're going to need four tablespoons of butter, one cup of milk, one cup of flour, one teaspoon of vanilla, a half a teaspoon of salt, and six eggs. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Place your butter in a 13 by 9 pan and place it in the oven for the butter to melt. In a blender container, add your milk, flour, vanilla, salt, and your cracked eggs. Then blend it for 30 seconds to a minute until smooth, but don't overmix. Remove the hot pan from the oven with your mitts and carefully pour the blended pancake mixture into the pan on top of the melted butter, being careful not to splatter any hot butter onto yourself. Bake it for 15 to 20 minutes until golden brown and puffed. Remove from the oven and slice into six to eight pieces and serve with your favorite toppings such as berries and cream, syrup, fresh lemon wedges and powdered sugar, yogurt, granola, granola, or anything else that you like. This works really well using dairy-free milk as well as dairy-free butter and gluten-free flour. The eggs in this recipe are very nutrient-dense and a great source of protein. They also contain choline, which is great for your nerves and brain. And it's, eggs are also antioxidants that are good for your eyes. And they also have vitamin D. So if you make this recipe, I would love to see your pictures. Tag me on Instagram at Teresa Diolis or send me the pictures via email at TeresaDiolis at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, I wish you great health and calm.